Welcome everyone back to Tooth and Claw Podcast. We have my older brother and wildlife bear biologist, Wes Larson, with us. Hey guys. And Here. then you got two beefy boys. Two beefy, beefy guys. Mike I've never Jeff. been more flattered in my life. <laughs> I'm the little guy. Jeff. You're the beefy <laughs> the guy. Little, Wes is li- smaller than you would expect. And then we got two beefy bros. Yeah. Mm. That was how we were described in Outside Magazine. Yeah. Um, go check it out if you want to read about us. Um, but yeah, we got a good laugh out of that <laughs> one for sure. <laughs> uh, hey, happy October, guys. Yeah, Thanks. happy. Yeah, it's yeah, good to be October. here. I love October. I'm excited that it's October, that it's spooky time. Yeah, I, I feel like September for you is a little bit complainy because you're like, Ah, summer's almost over. I'm Mm -hmm. so sad summer's almost over. But then, like, once October hits, like, you're kind of like, this is nice. Yeah, I'm a summer kid. Like, summer for me has always been my favorite. It's born in July. I just love swimming. I love, like, being hot. I love late summer nights. I love summer. So you're right. Like, September, it's like, ah, man, summer's pretty much over. Even though September's always, like, really nice. I love September. But October's when I've, like, accepted that summer is over. And I just love, love, love Halloween. Why do you like, think that guy wants to be woken up when September ends? That's a sweet month to be awake yeah, for. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, that's when I would want to start going to sleep. summer and September? I want to go to sleep after, if I'm a bear, Who I want to go to sleep Day? after Christmas. Yeah, that's yeah. Billy Joe Armstrong, that guy. Just so everyone knows, too, we're at our family cabin and there is a fireplace. So if you hear a little bit of crackling. Don't fall asleep. Well, this is my favorite time of year. Me too. Today was kind of a perfect day. Big Cottonwood Canyon in Utah, just beautiful colors. Foggy. It's really foggy. Have you guys ever like driven in a super heavy fog where you just like can't see? Well, I guess if I hit something, I (laughs) hit something. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. But I do love like just being out in a foggy fall day. October day. I think for me too, like the thing I love so much about Halloween is it's not just the day. For me, it's the whole season. Like October 1st, this year I start early because I'm going to be gone for part of Halloween. I just start watching horror movies. I just get so into it. Mm. Like the whole month, I'm like feeling Halloween. So I just love it. I'm I'm happy that we're up here at the cabin. We're going to watch a scary movie after we're done. I'm happy you're happy, Wes. And because of that, I thought the two episodes, maybe more, that we release in October, we should have like kind of a spooky theme to them. What do you guys think? I don't like it. You don't like it? Yeah. You don't like getting spooked out as much as I do. Let's just stick to sharks. Just do more sharks. Um, (laughs) That's pretty spooky in its own way. No, I don't get scared is my thing. You get scared. You don't like slasher movies and stuff. The new Halloween movie scared you. That was scary. (laughs) (laughs) You do get scared. Not that much. I just watched like that Talk to Me movie. Yeah. And it was like well done. So I was like fine with it. But I was like. I don't know. I just don't feel anything. See, I get like an adrenaline rush and I get really into the movie, but then I can leave it behind. Like I'm not like at that night, I'm not like shivering in my bed and like scared. So I I love the experience of watching it. You do with slashers. I went to a haunted house. The last one I went to, Mm -hmm. the workers were like trying to scare me, you know? Yeah. And I wasn't reacting at all because like I didn't want to pretend. And they like started just like asking me what time it was and yeah. stuff. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. 
You're welcome. Mm. You should do one of those, the haunted house challenges where it's like no one's ever gotten. Oh, yeah. I and they like, like, I'd be pretty good. Yeah. They strap you I'm down like and like punch dude you in the groin. In and stuff. a horror movie where like a demon is standing in front of me and that's like, okay, I guess I believe you all now. You know yeah. what I mean? Sure. I, I agree with you, but I think you're right when it comes to like possession, supernatural movies. You get just about as scared as anyone in slasher movies. Though. Well, that's like possible. A person could right. stab you with but a knife. That's Halloween too. Like that's still horror. Like that yeah. still counts. Okay. Okay. We settled that. Well, I'm gonna try and scare you today. Well, we're gonna I'm talk about <laughs> kind of a scare. Do your worst. <laughs> okay. So first, I'm gonna start by going over a couple symptoms from the bite of today's animal. Oh, before. Yep. And I want you guys to tell me if those symptoms are spooky or not. Okay. Okay. First one is severe localized and general pain. Spooky or not spooky? Just because the word severe, I'll give it a spooky. Spooky, Mike? Yeah. I'll go. I'll agree with Jeff. Okay. Increased heart rate and blood pressure. I don't like, yeah, that's pretty spooky to me. As I get older, sometimes. That sounds kind of sexy to me. Yeah. (laughs) That's another way to look at it. Sexy spooky. Keep that in mind. Uh, Kind of like Elvira. Who's the wife from the yeah, Adams family? No, that's not Elvira. That's no. um, Morticia. Morticia, yeah. yeah. Sexy and a little Both spooky. Both of those ladies are sexy. Mm. All right. Vertigo and visual disturbances? No. No, it's more like frustrating. Really? Visual disturbances? I thought you guys would Some think that's spooky. Some people do that on purpose. All right. With There's a whole spooky drugs. movie about vertigo. Whatever. What's Nausea, it Vertigo. <laughs> 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 Nausea and vomiting. No. Pro, you need the word projectile vomiting. Okay. Yeah, like so PC no, vomiting. I throw up yeah. like every day. I okay. It's spooky about A that. A painful erection that doesn't go away for hours or possibly even days. No. Not spooky. <laughs> I'd be spooked. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, since you said spooky, when are you getting spooked? What hour are you like? Four hours. This you is know, spooky. that's what the commercials always All say. Right. For me, I think it'd be. But if it's like three hours hour. and 59 minutes, I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. We're good here. Party, party, party. Yeah. Spooky. Yeah, I, <laughs> exactly. Right at four hours. Man, I would be spooked probably an hour. Yeah. Difficulty breathing, paralysis, and death. <laughs> death? I, you can't be spooked if you're dead. So That's no. true. But death is spooky. Yeah, I'll give that spook. Okay. Mm. All right. So there's a lot of spooky, uh, super normal symptoms to this animal's bite. <laughs> Nothing weird in there at all. You guys probably guessed it by now, but today we're going to be talking about the Brazilian wandering spider, uh, yeah. which is often deemed the most venomous spider in the world. How many people do you think guess that? that that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Not many. <laughs> yeah. It's often deemed the most venomous spider in the world. Some people say that it's the most dangerous spider in the world as well. Wow. A big part of that's because they're also thought to be very aggressive spiders. Mm. But I'll let you guys be the judge of that when we're done with the episode, because we're going to talk about whether or not that title is actually earned. I like it. Like, I'd like to think like when you say that, like some people say it's the most dangerous spider in the world. Yeah. That they're like not scientists or anything. It's just, just like people. people. <laughs> just people on <laughs> yeah. the street. All right. I've been thinking about this spider a lot recently. You guys know I just went to Brazil not long ago. And while I was there, we were at this like kind of jungly lodge and I was responsible for this group of guests that I was guiding through Brazil to see jaguars and a few other things. And this woman came out at night and she was like, oh, there's a big spider in my room. I was wondering if you could kill it. And I was like, oh, how big are we talking? And she said like, oh, about the size of my outstretched palm. Whoa. And she showed me her whole hand. I was like, Jeez. oh, 
so is it a tarantula? And she's like, no, it's not a tarantula. So immediately my mind went to Brazilian wandering spider. Yeah. And immediately I was like. Code red. To, well, I didn't, and I didn't want to like freak her out. So I was sure. just like, yeah, let's go to your room and I'll see if I can find it. And we go to her room and she described it as like being on the ground too. And they they tend to be on the ground. And so I was like, huh. And so we didn't find it. But then luckily I talked to one of the other guests that had also seen it and she said it was really spindly. And so I showed her a photo of a wandering spider and she was like, oh, no, 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 no. So it wasn't one. Ooh. But um, I was a little nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Because wow. I didn't want to be like, yeah, that might be the most dangerous spider in the world that you have in your room. You wouldn't have to put it that way. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I think it was technically though. What? A oh. Brazilian wandering spider. Yeah. You I were guess. in Brazil and, and it was wandering, wandering around, around her. Well, I don't know. Fair Maybe enough. that was its home. Yeah. Maybe it knew exactly where it was. You, you don't know? think it's wandering? Well, you can yeah. wander around your house. Yeah, that's true. I not all, what house. is it then? Not all souls you wander are lost? Not, right. Yeah, but yeah, whatever wandering. Gandalf said, we should know that. Well, what what constitutes wandering? If I like get up and Isn't like just walk like across the room. carelessly moving around? I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> where'd you get yeah. that? Careless, that's just what I thought. I know, it, it sounds very Webster of you, though. Yeah. I'm not used to it. Oh, yeah, like I you, pulled one least. out. Yeah. <laughs> like, did you memorize? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at me. I didn't have Google or anything. I know. Every that's spooky. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I've got a couple of stories. And for the first one, I'm going to take you guys to tropical South America, where on a banana plantation, a large five inch spider has just finished hunting insects, arthropods, small amphibians, and small rodents. Its potent venom can kill any of these things in seconds. The spider's finished hunting. It's morning. It cautiously crawls up a banana tree, tucks itself in between the bananas, where it's waiting in protected shadows to emerge at night and hunt again. What the spider wasn't ready for was a farm worker that quickly and deftly cut this bunch of bananas from the tree, and rather than run down onto the arm of the farm worker, the spider just tucks itself further back up into these bananas. Not long after, it's plunged into darkness. When this fruit was placed into a crate, that crate was nailed shut and put into a truck. The spider would only see light and freedom again almost a week later, halfway across the world, when the crate of bananas opened in the kitchen of a pub in Bridgeway, UK. It's in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Truly a wanderer. Yeah. <laughs> this is really a wandering spider. Yeah. Seeing a chance for escape, the spider darts out of the crate unseen and it hides under a nearby dishcloth. It had been not, through quite the ordeal. Not yeah. another bunch of bananas? No. <laughs> it's been through quite the ordeal. And aside from not being able to feed for days, it's also extremely agitated and defensive. So Chef Matthew Stevens is busy cleaning the kitchen, and he hadn't seen this massive tropical spider run out of the bananas and hide under the dishcloth. Oh, man. Had he been able to see the spider, he would have seen it in the classic wandering spider defensive pose. So they plant their back legs, they put their two front legs up in the air, they expose their fangs, and their fangs like glisten and they like do this little dance with their legs up in the air. Right. Mm. And even spooky or cute. It's pretty spooky. It's, okay. I'll show you guys a photo. It's kind of cute. Though. Some of them though. Yeah. When it's like a smaller fuzzy spider, it's cute. I would think with the big ones, I'm like, really? that's kind of cute. Let me show you guys a photo. You know, it'd be more threatening if the spider, instead of just like doing like a spread eagle thing, is like put its hand on its holster. Like a gun on. Yeah. <laughs> Then you'd know for sure, like, ah, this. Or if it, like, used one of its legs to do, like, the throat <laughs> slash. <laughs> or, like, the thumbs down. <laughs> Spiders have thumbs, right, Wes? 
No. What right. if they so did this like is four legs all throat the four slash. throat slash? Yeah. This is the position. Oh, uh, yeah. That's not cute. That's just spooky. So when they do this, and we're going to talk more about this later, huh. but just this is the defensive position. So what's the bright red on them? Uh, that's its, its fangs have that like red coloration sometimes. We're wow. going to get into that. Though. Okay. But this is what Matthew would have seen had he been able to see it, but the spider was underneath the cloth. And even for large mammals, that can be a really dis- or intimidating display. It's a clear warning that that spider is not one to be trifled with, but he couldn't see any of this as he reaches for the dishcloth. A sudden surge of pain shoots into his fingers as he grabs the cloth and he felt something squirm underneath. He describes it as having grabbed a big sharp thorn. Now the spider rushes out and it's doing this display in full view and him, like Stevens, not thinking that it could be an exotic and like incredibly venomous spider, grabs it. He grabs it because he like, this dude just isn't afraid of spiders at all. But wow. like he's That's... never seen a spider that big. No, but in the UK, I think they're just like nothing hurts us here, you know. Wow, this dude just like for whatever reason, you know, you can spider. give me all the reasoning in the yeah, world. I'm not grabbing it's it. not gonna be like sufficient. I will for say, me just I'm not even barehanding like a tiny spider. His re- in Brazil, reaction. I will like I'll <laughs> grab tarantulas when I know it's a tarantula because they won't bite you and it's like fun to hold them. Whoa. But um, anyway. But it's okay. not like a, well, with They're you it's kind of a spider. reflex. But like, yeah. you just want to like interact with the animal. Yeah, maybe This that's is like I, him being like defensive. I think he wanted to kill it, yeah. Anyway, it bites him By again. What? Like strangling it? <laughs> it bites him <laughs> again. Smash it. <laughs> he throws it into the freezer and then he pours boiling water on top of it. In the freezer? Yeah. What is this guy doing? I don't know. Yeah. I That part was hard to piece together, but that's what I understood. Threw it in the freezer Pour boiling water on it. Not long after, he starts to feel intense pain radi- radiating up his so arm. So the spider is just perfect temperature then. Yeah, uh, it doesn't kill the spider. Because he's like cold <laughs> and hot at the same time. He's comfortable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he feels intense pain radiating up his arm from where he'd been bitten on his hand. His hand swelled up to the size of a balloon, which isn't a great reference. Like balloons yeah. can be lots of things. <laughs> <Right. laughs> like a deflated yeah. balloon. <laughs> Uh, and he started feeling dizzy. So a friend takes him to the local community hospital and the doctors just tell him to go home and keep an eye on it. Cause again, this is the UK, like a spider bite isn't something like their spy, their worst spider. There's like a brown widow, which doesn't kill people. Mm. Uh, when he gets home, he collapses on the floor. He's feeling intense chest pain. So his partner, she calls an ambulance and he's rushed to an emergency room at Musgrove Park Hospital. At the hospitals, his symptoms worsen. His heart's beating so fast that he felt like it might explode. He had chest tightness, high blood pressure, and he remembers thinking that he wouldn't survive this ordeal. So doctors are now pretty curious. They're like, wait, this guy got bit by a big spider and he's having this crazy reaction. Like he was able to communicate that to them. Yeah, and he had actually, when he threw the spider, he had then taken a photo on his cell phone. This is 2005, Mm. so they're a grainy photo. But he shows them his cell phone pic. And they send it then to experts at the Bristol Zoo nearby. These experts are immediately concerned, and they send people to catch the spider in the kitchen, which they do. It was still alive. And they quickly positively identify it as a Brazilian wandering spider. Man. So he gets, he gets a saline drip. It dilutes the venom in his system. He makes a successful recovery. He's discharged the next day. They didn't tie his hand into like a balloon animal or something? <laughs> and popped it in. <laughs> yeah. Shot off. No. Like I think it's supposed to say his hand inflated like a balloon. <laughs> I, Not like the size he, of the a balloon. The size of a balloon a is what he said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah, it's a very big range. This episode's brought to you by Babbel. 
Did you know that bilinguals outperform monolinguals in tasks requiring working memory? That means Babbel isn't just a language learning app, it's a tool for sharpening your brain's ability to hold and process information. This fall, start speaking a new language in just three weeks with Babbel. I absolutely love hopping into French-speaking forums or communities on the internet to check out what's going on in their world. It's like, by having learned a different language, I can join this super-secret club that no one else that I know has access to, and it gives me a new and different perspective on the world without having to rely on inaccurate translators that lose the nuance of the language. It just feels nice to break out of, you know, my uh, little American bubble. Ah, I miss France. So this fall, you can start speaking a new language with Babbel. Why Babbel? Because it works. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with language apps that are a little more than games, Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. So here's a special limited-time deal just for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off of your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tooth. Get 55% off at babbel.com tooth, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tooth rules and restrictions may apply so there's actually been some other really big scares that have happened when brazilian wandering spiders or look-alike spiders have been sent on produce to countries outside of central and south america just this august in austria a market was closed for days when a store manager called the fire department because he had seen a really big spider on some on a shipment of, of bananas and he this guy was smart enough to know that it might be a brazilian wandering spider they never found it. But then one of the spookiest ones was that in 2017, there's a British mother who had taken a banana up to her seven-month-old seven baby's room. And when she bit down into this banana, she somehow ruptured an egg sack of Brazilian wandering spiders, they Ugh. think. And these, these spiders can have like hundreds and hundreds of spiderlings in this egg sack. Wow. And the spiderlings had hatched already. So when she ruptured it, they just poured into her mouth. No way. All over the bed and all over the toddler's crib. Oh, man. And so she like picked up her baby and rushed out of the house. Wait, so like that stat that like every person eats seven spiders yeah, a year, That's it's like, like all her. Yeah, the average is way thrown <laughs> off because of that. Um, yeah. But I don't, so the logistics of the I egg know. and the banana. That's what I was thinking. Did she too. bite through the peel? I think what had happened is the egg sack had probably been on like where she grabbed the banana or something. And then when she peeled it down and bit into it, it like ruptured it somehow. Hmm. But yeah, it's not like she bit into the egg sack because it wouldn't make sense because it wouldn't, she wouldn't bite into a peel, but that's the story. I'm just going off what was reported, but she, and she was traumatized. Like this woman would not return to her house until it was like fumigated. The grocery store paid for a fumigation. Like she said, there's just little spiderlings everywhere. (laughs) That's awful. Yeah. So we're going to get into a little bit of biology. I have got a couple more stories. This is a bit of an anthology episode because there wasn't like one story that really stood out to me, but, um, it's a really fascinating animal with some really interesting ways that its venom works on people, especially on people that have penises. So there are eight species of spiders belonging to the uh, Phenutria genus. Phenutria, if you're talking about a Phenutria spider, you're talking about a Brazilian wandering spider. So there are also wandering spiders, 
but Brazilian wandering spiders are the ones to be worried about. It's kind of tricky because they don't just live in Brazil. They live throughout Central and South America, but they're called Brazilian wandering spiders. There's eight yeah. species. That's yeah, okay. That makes sense. Like German l- shepherds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, they're a large spider with the leg span reaching German up chocolate just, cake. Uh, sure. You can find those anywhere. Any French toast. Things French you want toast. to see. <laughs> <laughs> They're a large spider with a leg span reaching up to seven inches across, which is pretty massive. Like for not being a tarantula, this is one of the bigger spiders. And they kind of look, you know, when you see those videos in Australia of like the massive huntsman spiders, like on the wall or whatever, they kind of look like that kind of spider. They're tan or yellow. They have a bright yellow and red marking on their ventral side. So on their underside and on the underside of their legs. So I just showed you guys a picture of that. When they do that little defensive display, they show off that bright coloration on their on their underside. Yeah. And that just serves as a warning to potential predators. Like in the natural world, generally when something is brightly colored, it means that it's dangerous. Like a mallard duck. Uh no, not like a mallard duck. More like a poison arrow frog or like Clifford the big red dog. Exactly. Clifford, <laughs> he is quite dangerous, I would imagine. Uh but a Brazilian wandering spider, it's like pretty much saying, like, I'm dangerous. Look at, you know, this bright coloration. Trying to be as like, intimidating as it can. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like tough guys wearing pink. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Do you think it's WWE, maybe... WWE, they like wore some like very colorful outfits. And right. It was intimidating. Yeah. But those guys are intimidating no matter what, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, they are, they're called wandering spiders because they're nomadic. They don't have webs or burrows that they return to. They mm. hunt prey by chasing it down, and then they pounce and deliver a bite. Laced they pounce? Away. Yeah. Wow. Mike, you look like you have a question. I d- it can wait. Is it about something I just said, though? Kind of. Then you should ask it. Well, yeah. I was just wondering, so do they spin webs? Do they have They webbing? have spinnerets, and they use them for like making egg sacs. They can make these little anchor like ropes with their, with their webs sometimes, but they're not spinning a web to make a home interesting they're not like or a trap for prey like that's not something they do okay so they because of that they are a a very aggressive spider they're like a wolf spider they're a spider that has to actively hunt down prey and then they that puts them at risk like they're not a spider that just sits in a burrow and like a really nice safe burrow and waits for prey to come to it because of that risk that they take they've evolved a really aggressive response to things that might be threats so like a big spider like that doing that display and showing you that it's dangerous, you're still much more dangerous to it than it is to you. Like a person, we can hurt that animal much more than sure. it ever could us. Pick it up, throw it in a freezer. Yeah. <laughs> but it is intimidating. It is like, oh, this might hurt me, you know? And sometimes that's enough for them to discourage something that could hurt them. So when they chase prey down, they have these really powerful serrated jaws. Like they have the... They have more like pincher type fangs. So mm. some spiders have fangs that are vertical and are just like used to inject. They have ones that are more like pincers and they have a serrated teeth on them. And what they do is when they grab an insect or a little frog or something, they use those to like crush it up. So they like Ooh. pulverize it with their fangs. Wow. And that does a lot of the work for them. And then they squirt those digestive juices onto them, like we've talked about with other spiders. That's right. Enzymes. And it it just breaks their prey down to where it's liquefied. And then they use their sucking stomach to suck it in. Wow. Um, So that's kind of across the board. They just slurp them up. Yeah. Across the board, spiders don't eat anything that's like chunky. 
like it has to be liquid because their digestive systems can't process like hard material. It has to be liquid because they have what's called a sucking stomach. They have to suck it in. So if you if you're an insect and you're unlucky enough to get killed by a spider, you're going to get liquefied before it sucks you in. That's just what's going to happen. I wonder if they eat worm listeners. Yeah. Watch out. Yeah, all you worms. (laughs) We love you, but just watch yourselves out there. Um, Do we know anything about them eating for pleasure? Do do they have taste buds or anything like that? I don't, I think that's really hard to, to, A, to like, even if you show that an animal has taste buds to then like say, oh, does it eat because it enjoys it? Sure. But like, you know how a bear will go after like a candy bar in a garbage can because like that's. The freaking tastes really good. Yeah. Or like at least gives them more caloric energy. intake. But right. it's still not like, I do think you're kind of making it sound too human still. Where like sure. a bear eats a candy bar, it doesn't like care at all what type it is. I so like a bear doesn't care that it's like a chocolate? Well, we don't it know. Just cares like, that. That's the thing. We can't okay. say that. But what we can say is like when a bear eats something that it can taste that it's like high in fat or high in sugar, its body tells it this is what we want, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's very likely that like that same thing could happen with a spider, but I wonder. In yeah. elementary wonder school, kids should get... do a science, you know, like the science fairs yeah. where everyone tests like, like the different, different foods. And yeah. See if just line the bear up like in front of different candy bars. An unlimited amount of like each type though. Yeah. And then like, at first, it's going to eat a bunch of them, and you can't just like go off the first one it eats. Right, but maybe like after a time, it finds it's like, like it really likes I almond love joy, Reese's pieces. There's, yeah. Like, yeah. there's a good chance that people have run these kind of experiments. Like mm. what but, candy bears like the most, or like if there's prey that spiders go for more often. Like I don't know. Like mm. it's very possible. What uh, candy would cinnamon you guess? bears? Chocolate covered cinnamon bears? Or no, no, no. <laughs> uh, Swedish fish. You think they like cannibals? <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's a weird line Swedish of thinking. Swedish fish is a good one. <laughs> to be honest, though, like with these spiders, we could do an entire episode just on their well, anatomy. Let's do it. Just on their behavior. <laughs> I think maybe when we run out of good stories to tell, we'll start doing oh, stuff like that. Denigrating but, the spiders. Uh, but a, cool, a couple other really cool things about these spiders. Because they don't have webs, often you'll find them on really large, broad leaves because they'll use it as kind of a natural web. And I didn't really understand this until I was researching these spiders, but it makes perfect sense. When they stand poised on a leaf like that, a leaf, that leaf is so thin and it's got such a big surface area that like if a bug lands on it or something, it's going to produce vibrations on that leaf. And spiders are so attuned to those vibrations that it essentially uses that leaf like it's a web. So when it's standing on the leaf and it's got all its feet on it and a bug lands on it, it can pinpoint where that bug is, like direction, distance, It's just like a bug landing on a web for a different spider. So they use a really big leaf kind of like they would use a web, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, Webs are cooler, though. Webs are are really cool. Uh, (laughs) But they also can use it as a way to escape predators. So, like, if something really big landed on that leaf, the spider knows, like, I got to get out of here. So often you'll find— How does it use the leaf to— Again, like if the vibration's big, if it like feels a big vibration, then it's like, oh shit. Like if a tiger like lands on its leaf, <laughs> Not like a, a meteor strike or like a bird or something <laughs> on the leaf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So that is, They're I, like I guess huge you guys leaves, did right? think this was as cool yeah. as I did, but I thought it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. How big uh, are these I just leaves? really like spider webs. Like you'll see them on like banana trees, really big like bromeliads. Okay. That's like a common place to find them. And I think it's really neat that this is a spider that has given up its ability to spin a web and to like trap prey that way. It's more actively hunting so it can like seek out prey. 
these other spiders, like the downside to having a web is you just got to kind of wait and hope you get lucky. Mm. This is a spider that's taking the initiative, but then it can also use nature as a web. This right. spider is going to get all the good spider jobs. It's like a wake up and grind <laughs> spider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hate this spider. <laughs> how successful is it compared to other spiders? I mean, they're extremely prey. successful spiders. Like, yeah. They, yeah, they kill prey all the time. All right. They only mate once, but they can have up to 3,000 eggs in four different egg sacs that they carry on their body. The males only mate once? No, the females. Okay. A lot of the spiderlings won't survive because when they hit their first molt. They get eaten by that lady. No. When they, <laughs> when they hit their first molt, they sometimes will feed their siblings that have already molted. So like a spider that's already molted is like mobile again, but the ones that are molting, the little spiderlings are like pretty much frozen. So the older young will eat the ones uh, that are still molting. thrown it's in cannibalism. the freezer. Yeah. No, it's not it. <laughs> but they like, that still is like kind of necessary probably, right? Because like these ones that have hatched like need something to help them grow at the yeah, start. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's built into their evolution. Sure. Like right. that's why they have so many. A lot of them die. A lot of them serve as food for the ones that are like, you like know, maybe naturally if they didn't to, do that, they wouldn't have enough food like right when they were born or something. Yeah, maybe. So their venom gets stronger as they get older and females tend to have more venom and more potent venom than males. So we're going to talk a bit about their venom and the Girl effects boss. of their venom. <laughs> yeah. Multiple times the Brazilian wandering spider has been classified by Guinness, like Guinness Book of World Records, as the world's most venomous spider. Currently, that title is held by the Australian funnel web. And that's likely because while the actual potency of Brazilian wandering spider venom is higher, they don't tend to inject the quantities of venom that funnel web spiders do when they bite humans. Oh, uh, that's right. bullshit. Yeah, I know. You gotta Recount. give it to the... <laughs> You know you that. You gotta give it to Yorick. You guys remember Yorick? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yorick, yeah. Funnel Web. Every time someone brings up the Guinness Book of World Records, like that institution, I always just imagine like a bunch of drunkards at the bar where like Guinness, Guinness was first, you know, how yeah. it all started at, at a bar, the drinking competitions or whatever. So I always imagine just a, a couple of drunk people arguing <laughs> yeah. over spiders. Well, I love you the know? Australian yeah. Funnel Web. <laughs> how it like started with like actually like impressive things. Yeah. But like that fills up like so quickly yeah. right. that it's kind of like, well, what else? Like, let's look at spiders. Now, well, now there's, well, even like this one to me makes sense. But Do you guys like, hold any Guinness World Records? No. I hold two. For what? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, one's for the biggest thumb wrestling ever. And at Utah State, we like, got in a circle and thumb wrestled each yeah, other okay that one's good did you and win though or was it just everyone together? you just had to participate yeah, okay and it's like a tournament i didn't win no. yeah and then one was for like most bouncy balls dropped at once and they got a helicopter and bounced 10 billion bouncy Jeez, balls did someone collect them afterward i don't remember <laughs> do you think that guy in the first story would be good at thumb wrestling or not because uh, like you know. wouldn't be able to pin that thumb down, but he probably wouldn't be too mobile either. It's, I don't think it was his thumb. Well, his whole hand swelled yeah. up, didn't it? Yeah, he probably wouldn't be very good. The, the it seems like thumb. he's good with his hands. Uh, of his react, I feel like Chuck it's hard to swipe in a spider, grab a spider. Right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Do you have any world records? You acted, you got excited. No, I was excited because I knew you did, and I yeah. was like, I hadn't heard <laughs> you talk about sick. this in a while. That's what I was known for before <laughs> Tooth and Claw. <laughs> You guys know I spend a fair amount of time outdoors, and when it comes to buying outdoor footwear, there's really four things that I'm looking for. I'm looking for something lightweight, something durable, something that feels really secure on my foot, 
and something that has really good grip. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you guys about Bedrock Sandals. I was turned on to Bedrocks by a friend. I love them so much that I reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring Tooth & Claw and was thrilled that they were. I have the Cairn 3D Pro 2 sandals, and if you want to have great outdoor performance in your sandals, I really recommend the pair that I have. They're the ultimate adventure sandal. They're outfitted with a hook heel strap, extra sticky Vibram Mega Grip outsoles, and a molded 3D footbed, which I love because it has a really nice toe support and it fits my foot arch perfectly, which is super comfy. And even though they're much more lightweight than a lot of the other outdoor sandals on the market, they still give you a really secure fit that's going to stay solid on both frothy rapids or slippery trails. I've already used them from everything from fly fishing to remote areas to just really doing chores around the yard. And I can't say enough about how much I like the lightweight feel and the look of the Cairn 3D Pro 2 sandals. And I love the way the Bedrocks look. And another thing I love about Bedrock is they're based out of my hometown, Missoula, Montana. But don't take my word for it. Go to bedrocksandals.com and order your own pair today. Right now, Bedrock is offering free shipping on all orders over $100. Plus, they have free returns and exchanges for U.S. customers. So get on it. Get some great new adventure sandals from Bedrock. All right. So while I was researching their venom, I stumbled on an older book called Venomous Animals and Their Venoms, Volume 3 which is written by Carl Butrell and Buckley was the other uh, author. God, I really wish I didn't read this book. It's really scientific. The whole thing reads like peer-reviewed literature, really well done. But there's a whole section when they're talking about Phenutria spiders or Brazilian wandering spiders where he goes into testing that they did on dogs with spider venom. Mm. And it was like, honestly... I've had to read a lot of dark things for this podcast. I think it was the hardest thing I ever had to read for mm. the podcast. Yeah. Super dark. I got halfway through it and was like, there's no way I'm including any of these details. So I just went away from it. It was the reason they did it is Phenutria venom was always thought to be medically significant. So it was collected and tested. But honestly, like I can't see a strong enough case for any kind of medical benefit to this to where that is worth it testing on. Yeah. And then it really like sent me down a whole rabbit hole of realizing that I had really big qualms with that and then wondering why I didn't have bigger qualms with the rodent testing. And it made me have to rechallenge that whole part of my life and like sure. wonder why I drew those lines where I drew them. Kind of made me think that we shouldn't be testing on any animals. Yeah. Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it might be a kind of Planet of the Apes scenario. Okay, so back to the venom. It's neurotoxic. It contains a mixture of proteins and peptides that attack the ner- the central nervous system of both vertebrates and invertebrates. So they think that this is something they evolved not only to kill prey, but also as a defense against large mammals. The proteins and peptides have a wide-ranging effect in the body. They affect ion channels and chemical receptors in our neuromuscular system. Bites usually start with severe burning pain at the bite site, and other symptoms like sweating and goosebumps are like two of the first ones that happen. So severe burning pain, sweating, and goosebumps. And then spooky. Yeah, goosebumps are spooky. That's (laughs) without a doubt a spooky one. Uh, Symptoms then proceed to high blood pressure, extremely fast heart rate, nausea, abdominal cramping, hypothermia, vertigo, blurred vision, convulsions, excessive sweating associated with shock, And then if symptoms continue to proceed, the patient may have breathing problems and paralysis. And if death ever occurs, it's generally the result of respiratory failure. So there's one other symptom we need to talk about. (laughs) If you've got a penis 
A bite from a Brazilian wandering spider can cause priapism, which is a condition where you have a long-lasting, painful erection. Wow. Like, no matter where it bites you? Yeah. Ooh. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to the bone zone. It, like, makes you erect? Or is it, like, it waits? That's, so you're going to, I'm going to get into that. Like the leprechaun. It makes you in erect. In space. It makes you erect. <laughs> uh, Stop, what is it, tiger's blood? Forget that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Go after the oh, spiders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this one works. I know, it's right. Rhino horn is what you're thinking there. Rhino horn. Well, yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't know tiger's tiger bones. blood works. Yeah, but that's what they use it for, probably. Really? They bones and stuff. So I'm going to do my best to give you guys a bit of an erection science without the spinning too badly out of control. We'll see <laughs> how we do. You yeah. already said seven inches is massive earlier. For a spider. All right. Oh. Basically, when you get an erection, it's because something gets you aroused. Neurons in your brain tell your body to produce nitric oxide, which is essentially a message that your brain is giving your body to make an erection. So nitric oxide, remember that one. It's an important one. Mm. There's a cascade of other stuff that happens, and that leads to an enzyme called CGMP, which essentially that enzyme tells your penis to open the gates, and it lets it swell up with blood. Can't anthropomorphize a penis like that, Wes. <laughs> well, I'm picturing it as like a okay. little marshal that's like, open the gates! <laughs> the, the tall British hat. <laughs> and then when the deed is done and the erection's no longer needed... There's a substance called PDE5 that breaks down the CGMP, and then the blood can rush out. So basically, nitric oxide and GCMP are like the party starters. PDE5 is the party pooper. Okay? Gotcha. So drugs like sildenafil, which is Viagra. Then, yeah, so that's like the battering ram for people who can't open those gates. I'm, I'm going to tell you what it does. <laughs> drugs like, it's like grong. Yeah. yeah. Grand. Grand, yeah. yeah. Drugs like sildenafil, which is Viagra, it works by inhibiting the party pooper substance. So the PDE5, which is what shuts the whole thing down, it if you get rid of that substance, it allows your erection to stay. It allows it to form and then to stick around. So it inhibits that PDE5. So you still, like if you're taking Viagra, you still have to get aroused on your own, but then it like keeps it there. Oh, So what okay. happens with a lot of people is like, they start to feel aroused, but then their PDE5 kicks in immediately and they just like can't get a boner and they can't keep a boner. So that's what that's what sildenafil does is it cuts that party pooper drug. Okay. Interesting. Brazilian wandering spider venom is a bit different. A side effect of it is that it ups the nitric oxide in your system. So nitric oxide is your system telling you that you're aroused. Yeah. And like telling you to like go, you know? Yeah. And so it just pumps your system full of nitric oxide. So your brain is just like telling your dick, hey, we're aroused, we're aroused, we're aroused. And you're not actually aroused, like you're not sexually aroused, but your penis thinks you are. And so blood just like keeps running in, even though your body's like not telling it that it needs more. Wow. So like you can't shut that off. As long as that nitric oxide is in your system, it's bone time is that chemical reaction so exclusive to humans or is it happening to other prey items no, that think, these spiders oh well no it, it's not exclusive to humans because they actually tested this in mice oh. and they're giving them like shots of just the like the nitric oxide portion of the venom and they're seeing like what minimum amounts they could do to produce like mouse boners mm. and they're testing this as like a secondary option for people like, this is ongoing. People, like, they're testing Brazilian wandering spider venom probably as we speak for erectile dysfunction. Wow. Man. Yeah. 
Okay, so it is a really common symptom then in penis packing bite victims that they all describe it as like this is a very common symptom, and they all describe it would as being, be like the worst place to get bitten by one of them. It doesn't matter where you get bit. Well, right? I'm saying like, like if you're like an elementary school teacher. Or oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. you're just like I'm just gonna say like yeah, we've cut. all kind of gone through that. Is you know <laughs> yeah. middle school, you get called yeah, up so to church answer a question. Doesn't go away. Like yeah. no. No amount of picturing like uh, church. <laughs> yeah. If I just like got nervous, like the blood rush would start happening yeah. and be like, "Oh yeah, this is the worst place." For <laughs> like I've had, my thoughts are pure. Like, why is this happening to me, God? I uh, think he understands. <laughs> you know. The anyway, they everyone that gets this like they describe it as being very uncomfortable, very painful. It works on a whole different. Why is part it painful? Because it works on a whole different part of the erection process than Viagra. So it's like. It's not. Is it like burning? It's just like pressure. Like mm. you have like blood. Blood is constantly pumping in. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like not only is like are you getting a boner, but it's like really a it's big like, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to say this, but like sure. that can be really uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, like sense. I've even heard from people that have like a bad reaction to Viagra that like if it lasts for more than four hours, you're supposed to go see a doctor. And that's really painful. And sometimes they have to like cut to like relieve that pressure. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's not fun. Except for like a few weirdos out there. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. (laughs) I watched a video of this guy (laughs) just having girls kick him in the nuts. Like they were all (laughs) fully clothed. Uh, Yeah. It's just like he was like paying them to do it. It was like, (laughs) what is going on here? I just think about these scientists that are like (laughs) testing the stuff on mice. And they're like at a party and they're like, oh, what do you do for work? And they're just like, oh, I give mice boners all day. No, you can see him kind of like look off into the distance. And then after a second, they're just like, I'm a mailman. I'm an accountant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, because their venom is so complicated, it's energetically really costly for wandering spiders to produce it. And so they only use it when they have to. As a result, this is a spider that's not really prone to deliver a lot of venom when it bites people. So they most likely have some of the the, the most potent venom in the world. Freudian slip, then. Yeah. <laughs> the most potent <laughs> venom in the world, like not just for spiders, like across the globe. Like this is probably one of the most potent venoms of any animal. Mm. But this study in 2018 by Bucarecci et al. showed that less than 1% of bites by Phanutria spiders are considered severe. And the idea is just that like because their venom costs them so much to make, they do a lot of dry bites they often don't like pump in a lot of venom because it's just like not worth it to them. So a study showed that there was about 4,000 people per year that get bit by Phanutria spiders, but only about 3% of those bites were serious enough to require anti-venom, which they do have. And those involved, or those generally involve children younger than 10 and adults older than 70. And the reason so many bites occur is because they're inactive during the day. They don't have fidelity to like a burrow or a web. So they look for dark places to hide. So we kind of talked about this with with the funnel web spiders, where like when they're in mating season, they're all over the place, like looking for places. And that's when people get bit. With wandering spiders, they're constantly wandering around. And in the day, they're looking for anywhere they can to hide. So they're hiding in like boots. They're hiding in towels on the floor and sheets. Bananas. uh, Boxes, bananas, log piles. Lots of anthropomorphic habitat. Or not anthropomorphic, sorry. Anthropogenic habitat. All right, let's see. So 15 deaths have been attributed to Brazilian wandering spiders since 1903, but there's some doubt over a lot of those deaths, and only two have been absolutely proven to be the result 
the spiders. So really quickly, I'm going to read just the reports of those deaths because I think they're interesting. They're not very long. So in a case that occurred in Itanyem, Sao Paulo, a 40-year-old man was bitten in the foot. He presented significant pain and generalized contractures. He died six hours after the accident. A seven-year-old child bitten in the ear had convulsions, opisthontonus, which is essentially where your back arcs and like you oh. can't like get out of it, mm. yeah. and progressive paralysis and died 17 hours after the accident. There was another case in Franca, Brazil, where a 10-year-old child was bitten on the middle finger. They had severe pain, tremors, contracture, respiratory paralysis, and death. They died 30 to 40 minutes after the bite. In São Sebastião, São Paulo, two brothers, six-month-old and 18-month-old. The children woke up during the night crying and screaming, dying soon after. The wow. father removed the sheets and found a spider, which was given to a local institute and identified as a... Brazilian wandering spider. That's right, a jerk. Yeah, killed two kids yeah. in one night. It's a record. A three-year-old girl was world bitten record? on her- Guinness World yeah, Record? Guinness World Record? that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, three-year-old girl bitten on the third finger of her right hand. She had local pain, alternating prostration, cold sweating, chest and abdomen pains, three episodes of vomiting. She was admitted to like uh, critical care three hours after the accident. She had five vials of antivenom, a lot of like care, a lot of stuff to try and stop her from dying, but she got worse and worse and worse had um, a cardiac event and died later. So those are the deaths that are like reported, but there is supposedly 15 of these deaths since 1903. So just so you guys have that in mind. All right, I got one more quick story for you guys. This one's from one that I found on YouTube. It's a channel called Clint's Reptiles. Clint, from what I can understand, he's a PhD. He's a biologist, guy that likes to talk about reptiles and spiders and stuff. And he interviewed the guy that told this story. Being from the tropical Amazon region of Peru, Ronald was aware of many of the threats that one could encounter in the jungle, including the Brazilian wandering spiders. Locally, the spiders were feared as it was understood that they had venom that was potent enough to kill grown men, and Ronald had seen the spiders around the country house he was working at in Santa Cruz, Peru. But in early 2022, so just last year, he was screwing a light bulb into a wood ceiling at the property, wasn't even thinking about spiders, just concentrated on finishing this task, and as he reached up to screw in the bulb, he feels a sharp prick on both sides of his finger and instantly pulled back. So when you think about it, to feel it on both sides of his finger means the spider, it's like fangs bit on either side. Oh, yeah, so this because a, it goes like horizontal. Yeah, this is a big spider. Like sure. for its fangs to go all the way around like an adult man's finger must have been really big. So he pulls Maybe his he finger just back. Had small fingers. Yeah, he could have just had tiny fingers. <laughs> pulls his finger back and he felt weight on the end of it. And the large spider was still clamped down on top of his middle finger. So he's yelling and shaking, and he manages to throw the spider on the ground. And his coworkers approached, and they immediately recognize it as what they called a banana spider or a Brazilian wandering spider. Mm. Where was he again? This is in Peru. Okay. Uh, like the Amazon part of Peru. So many, it was like latched onto his finger? Onto his middle Sorry, finger. Sorry, Jeff. Yeah. You're yeah. Fine. How many Peruvians does it take to screw in a light bulb? I don't know. <laughs> How many more than just that one? (laughs) You know that the guy in the first story, what was his name? Uh, Matthew Stevens. He would have been like, it was latched onto his finger. He'd be like, right where I want him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Takes a cell phone photo of it. (laughs) All right. So within 20 minutes, Ronald's finger and his hand had swollen up to about the size of a cantaloupe. Much better reference. Yeah. And all the veins on his arm were bulging out. Huge. Some of these photos you see are crazy. That's crazy. Maybe he just had a huge hand. He was feeling really cold, (laughs) his heart was racing, and he's starting to feel weak and losing the ability to walk. 
His friends raced him by boat to a nearby city. And when he, I'm not, I'm not going to laugh at it. His friends raced him by boat to a nearby city. And when he arrived at the hospitals, the doctors were waiting with antivenom. The original hospital, though, wasn't equipped for long-term care. So they rigged up an IV, put him in another boat with this IV, and raced him downriver to another hospital in Iquitos. So on the journey, his symptoms continued. He's shivering, he's freezing, his whole body is trembling, and he had a painful, persistent erection. This Man. dude was fully torqued for two full days before it started to <laughs> no calm way. down a bit. Man, yeah. jeez, these spiders, dude. So after he stabilized in the second hospital, he had five days of treatment with different medications. He got a lot better, but his arm had no feeling for a full week, couldn't move his middle finger for a month without intense joint pain. The spiders positively identified as a member of the Phenutria family or the Brazilian wandering spiders. On this video, he talked about how horrible and painful the experience was, how worried his family was and how bad it was for him not to be able to work for a long time. And he did specifically say the erection was like terrible. Like, yeah. It was no, like I really bet. painful. Well, he's wearing workers clothes, I think too, right? Yeah. That I'm doesn't sure give you a lot of that. space. Yeah, <laughs> you don't think they took him off? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> leave, it, leave him some <laughs> privacy. <laughs> the boat ride at least. So this is like maybe asking too much, but like, do people ejaculate at all? I So I was debating whether or not to include that. That doesn't relieve the pressure. Okay. And I will say, when I was reading the part about the dogs, which I really didn't want to have to talk about, Sorry. they said that happened with the dogs. Like it would ju- they would just ejaculate. But nothing and would And it's change. like not, but it's not relieving pressure. Sure. I'm um, sure any friction, after a while, any kind of pressure or friction would be super painful. Well, and I too. think your body kind of like doesn't realize what's going on. So it like yeah. prepares the, what it normally does when like, when that's happening, you know? And so I think that pressure gets relieved sometimes still, but like the pressure of the blood rushing into the penis doesn't. So I do think like now that we've talked about him, what do you guys think? Do you guys think this sounds like the most dangerous spider in the world? I think it sounds like my last choice to get bitten by. I think I would still rather get bit by it than the funnel web. Really? Mm-hmm. And the main reason is because- I don't because, want a two-day erection. No, but the venom load on those funnel webs, like you could get a lot of venom and then you're like, like when we talked about um the woman who got bit by York, the spider, I remember his name, but not hers. She like almost immediately had like really severe symptoms. True. And that, that spider, like from what I was reading, like- they give a lot of venom, like up to 70% of their venom load or the whole load in most of their bites. And like these spiders aren't doing that. So I think you have a much higher chance of surviving a Brazilian wandering spider bite. You're probably going to survive both of them though, because there's anti-venom for both of them. But everything I read about this spider, and then there's a lot of videos of people like holding them online, which I don't recommend. Like your guy Jack was doing it. Oh, really? Uh, a few other people. And he was like, his video was good. Don't get me wrong. And like, he didn't yeah, have himself sure. get bit by it. He does a solid job. Yeah. But like, I don't think you need to hold it. I don't think you need to hold it. Have himself get bit by Yeah. One. No one's getting bit on purpose by this spider. No yeah. one is with a funnel web either. Yeah. I don't know. King of Sting might. Yeah. <laughs> He's Coyote. the one guy. I don't, He's there's, none, there's none on there of like purpose I'm bites. Just kidding. Mm. But I will say, like, these spiders bite a lot more people than funnel web spiders do. But I think when you get bit by a funnel web, you're in more trouble. But I do think it's between those two spiders. I think it's either a Brazilian wandering spider or a funnel web. Yeah. I think that the funnel web, I'll trust you that it's worse venom. Mm-hmm. But like anything that has to do with 
my penis and pressure. Yeah. yeah. I don't want those two painful pressure. Yeah. I don't right. want that in the same sentence as penis. Yeah. And me. Well, and, and with the funnel web, I remember she kind of had like, <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. woman that got bit by the funnel web, like had euphoria too. Uh, yeah, that did, like, I forgot about that part. Yeah, we almost kind of wanted that, but like, it might have been the com- like the combo of the drugs they gave her and stuff. Anyway, yeah. I think I do think this is a spider that's been miscast. I don't think I think if they were the most dangerous spider in the <laughs> miscast world, miscast is a funny yeah, word. That's not I like right, that. That's not but, the right term yeah. for this, but like <laughs> mislabeled, mislabeled. Yeah, I don't think if they were the most dangerous Dude, my spider in the world, on point. You're, today. you're, you're crazy <laughs> today. They would people would be dying from them. You know, there'd be right. a lot worse. Bites like if four thousand people a year get bit by these, and only three percent of those bites need anti venom, then they're not that bad. But when you do get a big load of venom from one of these spiders, <laughs> you keep saying it like that. The second I said it, it's like freezing. <laughs> do you think if Frodo got bit by one of these, Sam would still be like share the load? <laughs> oh man, why does he say that? Anyway, I don't. I think they do have the worst venom. From what I've read, when they tested this venom, it was much more toxic than pretty much any other spider by a good margin, but they don't deliver as much as a lot of these other spiders do. Okay, let's do our ouchies. We're going to do them for Matthew Stevens and Ronald, the guy in Peru. I'll go first. I'll say for Matthew, he got discharged the next day. He didn't have the erection symptom. I'm going to say four. For Ronald... I'm going to say seven because I, I agree with Jeff. I think the fear of just like having an erection that won't go away. Two is like, days. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And like he also like he had to get moved around by boat and like his heart's racing and stuff. And they're pretty people that don't know that not that many people actually die from these spiders think that you die from these spiders when you get bit by them. Yeah. So he might have been worried about his life, but he's still. Yeah. You know, I'll say like I'll say seven still. I'm going to do seven. Four and seven. Yeah, I mean, first guy, English guy, I forget their names. Matthew Stevens. Matthew Stevens. I mean, he did think he's going to die, but it ended pretty quick. So, yeah, I think I'll go four. Mm-hmm. And then, what was the other guy's name? Ronald was the, the Peruvian guy. Yeah, Ronald. I'll give him a 10 for the penis. Okay. Wow. Not and really. Because now, is, every time he gets an erection, he's got to be like, well, if this stays for two days. He didn't say that was the thing he was worried about. He's got this psychological right now. Probably has phantom erections. Phantom pain. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go with five for Stevens because I do think the moment you collapse on the ground, that's you're starting to really, really panic there. And it sounded really bad for a little bit. Yeah. Five, all things considered, psychological, physical. And I think I'm kind of more in line with Jeff. I think I'm going to go with a nine for the other guy. Uh, old cantaloupe hand. What was his name? <laughs> Ronald. Ronald. Yeah, because what I mean, what size do you think his other hand was? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He might have had like a huge palm, but like tiny fingers. All right. Okay. What about the first spider? Uh, getting frozen and then water boiling water poured on you. You yeah. thought it'd be it's nice. Like a, I think it'd be terrible. It'd be like a spa treatment. What, how many? Almost. How many ouchies? Uh, I'm giving, I'm giving that spider like probably a girl. I'm going to say she got 
eight ouchies. She didn't die, and she got released actually by the hospital staff later. Where? Like just on the ground <laughs> the of the hospital in England. <laughs> yeah, he kind of buried that lead. <laughs> wow. But yeah, they someone just like let her go. That's crazy. Did yeah. she have one of those gowns with like the back missing? <laughs> you can see her little spider <laughs> yeah. butt. Was everyone mad at him? <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. be mad too, especially if it it's was, a female. It was like cold enough that they were like, eh, "It's just gonna die," but. Yeah. What the heck? Oh, so it even died a bad death. I'll give yeah. that one a ten. All right. Let's. We don't have to do the spiders. <laughs> All right. Just that one. I yeah. thought would be no, fun. I, yeah. It's interesting it, to think about. You know, he went through it a bit. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to give it a four because I don't think they have as much pain sensors. I think as we you're probably did. right. Mm. Okay. This episode's brought to you by Miracle Made. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you ever wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. So, using silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you can get better sleep every night. And you don't have to keep putting silver in your own sheets, they do it for you. I didn't know that was a thing. Silver infused sheets. That's rad. But these sheets are infused with silver so that they can prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. And Miracle Sheets are luxuriously comfortable, without the high price of other luxury brands, and feel as nice, if not nicer, than bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Go to trymiracle.com slash tooth to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code tooth at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash tooth. And use the code TOOTH to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash tooth to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, let's get into our categories. So for the first category, I asked you guys to pick the scariest, we're going back to our spooky theme, the scariest spider scene in a movie, TV show, or book. Mine that I remember is just one of those, like, it's just like someone telling a story, like one of those, like, TV shows where someone, like, tells you a story of what happened to him, mm -hmm. but there was a black widow in her shoe, and she just, like, put on her porch shoes, and this black widow bit her toe. Was, was that our black widow episode? It was like it. Okay. But it wasn't <laughs> the exact, it, yeah. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> Yeah, ours is. I think this is the first time someone's done a pop culture reference of one of us. our episodes. That's pretty <laughs> flattering, Jeff. <laughs> Thanks. But, like, I don't know. That as a kid really yeah. freaked me out for putting my shoes on for a while because okay. I watched it as a kid. What's yours, Mike? I think I've already brought this up before on the show. But the scene in, at the end of Enemy? I knew you were going to say Dang that. it. Oh, we should have talked because I, I do have a think, backup. I don't think we should like... No, I have a backup too. Okay. I don't think we should explain Spoiled. it. Because okay. I do yeah. think that's like, even though that movie's been out forever, that's just like such a good payoff. Yeah. So I don't think we should spoil it. Right. Okay. Mm. Uh, my backup, I guess we can get a little bit more into it. Well, I, not even really, but there's an old science fiction movie, The Incredible Shrinking Man. Oh, yeah. If you've ever seen it. And he like fights a tarantula. Huge tarantula. And it does like the ending move is kind of like Sam with Shelob. Mm. But yeah, it was just a movie that my dad showed me when I was like really little. 
yeah. in that movie, it's really fun because it's just like, honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah. Just from like forever ago. But then there's the spider scene that it really, really stuck with me. Freaked me out. I also picked Enemy, but I wasn't going to actually pick it because I didn't want to spoil it. So I, I, the one I have to go with is Arachnophobia, like pretty much the whole movie. Cause I, like when I saw that, we've talked about it, like it scarred me. Like I was afraid to sit on the toilet, you know, for a long time. And just like, there's a scene where a spider crawls into like a football helmet and then the kid goes to play football and he like dies. Yeah. And the spider crawls out and like, there's a scene where there's like a couple eating. That's a 15 yard penalty. (laughs) It's a couple watching TV and they grab some popcorn and the spiders in there. And then it like comes down on the lamp and lands on their hand. And then later you see it like come out of one of their nostrils and go Ugh. back in when they're dead. Mm. It's just a creepy movie. So I, it's got to be arachnophobia for me. Do you think those robot spiders in Minority Report camp? Yeah, that counts. That, like are sure. scanning eyeballs? Yeah. <laughs> I think another honorable mention for me are the like weird spider alien things in the mist mm. um, that like are have acidic webs and stuff. I thought about choosing those. But kind of oddly, they're made less scary because they kind of have like faces. Like googly eyes. Like yeah. weird. Yeah. That's how I thought the first time I watched that movie. When I rewatched, I was like, I really like the creature design. Yeah. This, what do you think of the Harry Potter spiders? I think they're, I actually like thought that was a really effective scene. In the second movie, that's like maybe my favorite scene because you think they're going to like be safe when they're talking to the main spider, Aragog or whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, just going to ask like, JK, Jeff. I'm going to let you eat them. Is it Aragorn? Yeah. Aragorn or Aragog. Yeah. All right. I always think when like a spider is smarter than the people or something though that they like, right? Or an animal. It's like, why are they living in the freaking forest? Yeah. Can't be that smart. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) Okay. So my next category is I want you guys both to recommend two scary movies this Halloween season. And I want you to say why. You know, I'll go first on this one. I picked one that I think is like a a movie that I like to rewatch every year. I wanted to do one of those, like a really just spooky, eerie, good Halloween movie. And that movie is Bram Stoker's Dracula, uh, the Francis Ford Coppola one from like the early 90s. Yeah, with Keanu, Anthony Hopkins, Gary Oldman. Oldman. Like, I think it's Gary Oldman's best best performance. I genuinely do. No. (laughs) Uh, Scared me so bad when I was a kid, I couldn't watch the trailer. Like probably the trailer that scared me the most. Mm. I think it's like such a good gothic horror movie with like such weird directional choices. And just like, I just think it's perfect. Like every year I watch it and I just love it. It's long, but I just enjoy it the whole way through. And I think it's weirdly beautiful. And like the casting and the costumes are all so amazing. The set design is unreal. Yeah, it's such a good movie. So that's my, that's my pick for like a rewatchable one. And then my second pick that I'm going to recommend, kind of a newer one, uh, the movie Talk to Me, which was made by some Australian filmmakers. I just watched it yesterday. Oh, cool. Yeah. I saw it at the film festival, Sundance Film Festival this year, and then went and rewatched it in theaters. Really spooky, a really good take on like possession horror, ghost horror. Um, and just like, I just thought it was like a really, really good movie. It was one of those movies that made me feel like I was on a roller coaster ride. So I really, really liked it. And I definitely recommend it. It is really scary though. So if you don't have high tolerance for like ghosty horror movies, I maybe not. That's nothing for you. Dude. Yeah. Jeff doesn't <laughs> That's <care>. nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. It really isn't. I get, I don't know. I can't, they, I get too bored in those. Yeah. Uh, Wes and I, we were talking right before we started recording about how there's like a really 
big distinction for me between horror movies and Halloween movies. And one can be the other. Horror's big circle, Halloween's little circle. Little circle, circle. right. And I think like some of my favorite Halloween movies are not really scary. Like I would consider like the first Harry Potter movie. There's a lot of Halloween vibes going on. I would say the third one. The third one's great too. We joke about it. Hubie Halloween, really yeah. stupid movie, <laughs> it's so but it's dumb. got like pretty good Halloween vibes, yeah. you know, like the color orange and pumpkins. I and like it. Yeah, it's fun. A uh, Halloween movie that like takes place on Halloween night is exactly. really fun. Yeah. Yes. It would be my choice for like the main character who's a male gets like a chick so far out of his league. The biggest gap in like, <laughs> like leagues. Yeah. You want to put it <laughs> like, that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I settled on uh, Paranorman. Great movie. Love it. Yeah. Oh, that, um, that's it's a so good, good. And then this is kind of more like a window dressing. Like if you're at a party and you know people can like handle this kind of thing. Uh, Phil Tippett's Mad God. I don't know if you ever saw it from a couple years no, ago. No, you recommended it. I just, it's just not really my wheelhouse. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so Phil Tippett, he's the guy that he's like the stop motion uh, practical effects like the godfather of it all uh and that's like it's kind of hard to sit down and watch it full all the way through but if you're at like a, a fun halloween party and you got like little finger foods and loitering around it's kind of a, a fun visual spectacle to have kind of playing on in the background cool jeff um yeah i'll go with halloween three okay which so like halloween movies originally like it was Supposed to be Mike Myers, but then they're supposed to just kind of go Halloween themes. Halloween is 3 is Season of the Witch, right? Yeah, yeah. There's like how they like were planning to do it originally. So it has nothing to do with Mike Myers. Yeah. It's like about like TV. TV and like kids being hypnotized and stuff. Yeah. And there's like weird robot security it's a goofy guards. movie, but it's good. Yeah. But yeah. it's like pretty fun. Yeah. And, like, there's a really great scene of someone just, like, ripping someone's head off. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And then the other one I want to say is one that, like, I haven't seen in forever. So maybe we can do, like, a Discord night because I know they watch movies. Yeah. But I've been wanting to watch Edward Scissorhands. Okay. Sure. Um, Yeah. I count that as, yeah, I guess it's, yeah. What, a Halloween? Yeah, I can see it. For me, it almost feels like more of a Christmas I mean, movie, which I know is Halloween weird. Halloween movie is Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, me too. Any love for Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown? No, nah, I never got into Charlie Not Brown really. at all. Yeah. yeah, any of the Charlie Brown I haven't stuff. seen it in a long time, but I liked it. Uh, I our next category is a new one. We're going to play a little game of Would You Rather? So I thought up of just like a few kind of bad situations, and you guys got to tell me, would you rather? Okay. Would you rather... Take a six-hour road trip to Las Vegas in 95-degree heat in a car that has no AC or have a boner that lasts 10 hours. Ooh, 10 hours. Which would you rather do? Mm -hmm. I've done the Vegas one. Okay, which one would you rather have? It's not like the worst. I'll do Vegas. Okay. Would you rather listen to four straight hours of the Baby Shark song at like high volume or have a 10-hour boner? I think a lot of parents out there will have some experience on that one. The baby shark song. Okay. How long was the boner? 10 hours. 10 hours again. Jeez. I'm, I'm just going to so let you know many. that's going to be in all of these. I'll be wearing like just boxers if that's the case. Okay. You have to watch Mission Impossible 7 three times in a row, just back to back to I'm back. taking the boner. <laughs> or <too>. a 10 <laughs> hour boner. <laughs> Boners all around. Man. Really bad diarrhea for an entire week. 
or a 10 hour boner. Oh, so now you're just saying be Jeff for a week? <laughs> What's your answer? <laughs> diarrhea. Rub it in my Mike, face. Mike, I know Jeff. your answer. Here. Oh, man. Diarrhea. <laughs> Are you kidding me? All right. I'm going to so go to it. I said I called a doctor to get mine fixed. Your diarrhea? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we don't need to go into that anymore. <laughs> All right, that's it. I don't have any more. That was all the ones I could think of for now. But oh man, um, yeah. okay, those are pretty. I had to think about those. There's a couple that are hard. Yeah, how many did you choose boner for? Just one. Just the mission. For the mission possible. Possible. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Maybe our next, we'd understand it if we watched it three more times. Uh, true. Yeah. I don't think it'd make any more sense. All right. So my next category is an underrated thing about October. Doesn't have to be Halloween centered just about October in general. My pick is going to be candy corn. I'm one of those people that just loves candy corn. I think a lot of people like think it's like a trash candy. And I will agree with you if you get the wrong kind of candy corn, it's trash. But like just the Brock's, however you say that brand name, the normal store-bought Brock's candy corn is so good. So I think it's underrated. Every I So whenever Halloween rolls around in places that I've worked, I do like little surveys mm-hmm. and candy corn is almost universally panned. Yeah. People Most don't people like, don't like it. I think it's because the last candy corn they ate was like the kind you get in those little single serving packages or whatever. Yeah. And it's really waxy. Yeah. But if you get the right kind of candy corn, so it has good. like this like buttery it. flavor and it's just like, I think it's delicious. The texture is really good. It's like somewhere between like a gummy bear and like a marshmallow. I just love it. It's mm, a good pick. Okay. Uh, so picks? candy, you are saying just is candy underrated. corn. Candy corn <laughs> is underrated. <laughs> I didn't say candy. I, I'm just messing with you. I mean, okay, I'm gonna say two because I'm not sure this one. Well, I don't know. One is like pumpkin spice. I think it's become like such a joke mm-hmm. that I think it's kind of like underrated now because I really like like a pumpkin spice Ooh, coffee or having it for like coffee. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's nice like having that seasonal thing. So I think I, it's a stretch to say it's underrated though. Because of how like overrated people are saying <laughs> it is. I know I'm kind of on the same wavelength as Jeff. Okay. I still think that's a weird zig. Okay. Well, well what's yeah. your other my other one's weird too. Yeah. But um so it's like October's the best month for sports because okay. you got NFL, you got playoff baseball starts. Yep. But the underrated part is the NBA starts and everyone kind of forgets about that. And hockey. And they hockey. both are yeah. Yeah. So all four major I that's I actually that was my second reason why October is underrated. So oh, I'm nice. glad you took it. Um the first one it's a weird personal bent. So my birthday is in September and the older I get the better it feels the farther away my birthday is mm-hmm. and my birthday can't be any farther away than October. Mm-hmm. It's, a good it's, one. Like, so it's like a personal. Yeah. One. And you don't really mind like the fact that you're getting older, you just hate that like anyone even sends you a single text yeah. to wish you happy Don't. birthday. Never do that. Oh man, <laughs> you should have seen me. I did it like two days in a row because no. I got the day wrong. He got it wrong. We and I was put mad. we put you on Instagram. Yeah. You're almost to two thousand followers. Am I? Yeah. yeah ha- has yet to do a post. No post <laughs> or be, story. That should be a Guinness Book World. It's record. like what I'm most interested in on Instagram is how many followers Mike can get without <laughs> providing a single thing of Well, content. now I, I don't like, I can't ever do anything. Cause yeah, I, now you have to like, that's fine. Keep that I up. wouldn't have anyway. <laughs> Tooth and Claws brought to you by Element. 
Now, I know you guys know how important it is to stay hydrated, but it's not just important if you're an athlete, if you're working out, if you're an outdoor enthusiast. It's important for everyone. It can be important even if you've just had a few cocktails or you're working around your house. It's good to stay hydrated. And Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means there's lots of salts and no sugar. It has a science-backed electrolyte ratio. There's 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. Now, all salt and no sugar doesn't sound very good, but I promise you guys this stuff tastes delicious. It is kind of salty, but it's this sweet salty that you just really grow to love, and I crave it all the time. But it has none of the junk. There's no sugar, there's no coloring, there's no artificial ingredients. It's just really good, and it's perfectly formulated for any kind of diet, low-carb, paleo, keto. It's great for whatever you're doing. It's actually helped me eliminate headaches. It's helped me feel more energy. There's been times where I've just felt really kind of depleted, and I've drank some Element, and I immediately feel a lot better. So I absolutely love this stuff. I've loved it if I'm out doing stuff that's really strenuous or if I'm just kind of puttering around the house. I love to have some Element on hand. Right now, Element is offering a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single-serving packets free with any Element order. It's a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com backslash tooth. This deal is only available through our link. You got to go to drinklmnt.com backslash tooth. Thank you, Element, for sponsoring this episode. All right, let's do some (laughs) listener questions. So we'll start with some subscriber questions. Uh, This one's from Allison. Allison asks, if you had to be either slightly uncomfortably hot or slightly uncomfortably cold forever, which would you pick? Cold. Hot. Uh, Cold. All right. Isabel asks, what's your go-to bagel order? I don't have one, but maybe like uh, everything bagel with bacon and egg. Yeah. Mine's American mine's cheese. everything with plain cream cheese, toasted bagel. I don't. I don't. The more busy a bagel gets, the farther away from a, the yeah. bagel. You, I like a salty know. bagel with like a fruity cream cheese in it and mm. toasted. Okay, so that's just where I'm at. Although, like a breakfast bagel every once in a while is pretty nice with like a egg and ham and they stuff do going it, on. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I still just prefer like a nice simple bagel. Bagel, bagel. This one's from Lona. Lona asks. What is each of your found a spider in the house procedure? Do you catch and release, squish, or does it depend on the species? It does depend on the species for me. If it's like one of the like hobo spiders, like the ones that I know if they bite, it can have like necrosis and stuff. I usually just kill them. I don't like try and catch them. How? Squash? Uh, I just squash. Mm. Yeah, with my foot if I can, if not with something else. Really? If it's a spider that I know isn't like going to mess with me at all. I catch and release. I just always pick them up, throw them in the freezer, boil some hot water, and pour it on Take top. Take them to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. So if it's in like the top corner on your ceiling west, you're trying to squash it with your foot? No. Like, if it's up there, I probably wouldn't do anything. But they're the ones that run on the ground. The ones that okay. run on the ground that bite are the ones I'll sometimes kill. Anything else, I either just leave it. Like jumping spiders, I leave because they kill a lot of the other little bugs and stuff. But the bigger ones, I, I flush them a lot of the time. Oh, see, I always mm-hmm. let them go. I do, I do the cup catch and release when I can. But if it's not, this is going to sound bad. If it's not super convenient, squash. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> feel like they could survive a flush. Uh, probably not, but mm. maybe. All right, 
That's it for subscriber questions. Jeff, you got some Sarah listener and Lopez asks, favorite Halloween costume you had as a kid? Ooh, Robin Hood. I loved my Robin Hood costume. I had like the little Errol Flynn hat and a bow. Yeah. Man, I was really was into vampires, so I did like five years of vampire costumes. <laughs> um, we always had really cheap costumes as kids. Yeah. So I'll just go once my mom took a skeleton that we had like as a Halloween decoration, just like a paper skeleton that was on the wall and just like stapled it to my shirt. <laughs> yeah. And that was my costume. Yeah. So I'm going to pick that one just because of how like last minute it was. Hmm. Like now looking back, mine's probably like when I was like two mm-hmm. and I was Rambo. Rambo. That's a good one. <laughs> it's pretty <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> Windinator3300 3, asks, FMK, you know, like yeah. right. a mummy, a vampire, a werewolf. Oh, well, I'm, I'm marrying the vampire. Mm, Edward. Because I feel like they're like romantic. You get to live in a castle. I guess you should think of Bella. You live forever. Live forever. Yeah. yeah. Like they, I think their lives seem like the best. I want to live forever. I'm killing the vampire. What are you going to do forever? forever? You can still kill yourself if you want. You can stake yourself. Yeah. Uh, Okay. That's a good point. I am effing the werewolf. The mummy. Pre-wrapped. Killing the mummy. Seems fun. The mummy seems a little too (laughs) dirty. Yeah. I'll kill the mummy. I feel like mummies have the most potential for like bad stuff happening. Uh, I'll eff the mummy. Jeff likes some old. <laughs> <laughs> Marry the werewolf, kill the vampire. Because, like, first of all, killing the vampire is going to feel the best of all of those things. How many people get to kill a vampire and then they, like, disintegrate, you know, and turn that to ash? That would make you feel better than It matters the type. Is it a cool hot vampire or is it, like, a Nosferatu vampire, too? Mm. No, yeah. It's a hot one. a hot mummy? I don't think there are hot mummies. The nice thing about a werewolf is Cleopatra like mummy. a werewolf's only a werewolf on a full moon. So normally you're just like you're just living person. your life. But yeah. then when it's a werewolf, it sucks. Yeah, but then you would just turn into one too, right? Like just have them bite you and turn you into one. You just get to go do werewolf shenanigans once a month. Yeah. Have like crazy werewolf sex. Right. Yeah. It's pretty so, good. I like your pick. I'm going to marry the- I'm sticking to vampires. I'm marrying the mummy. I don't think the mummy is very good at conversation. I just want to be left alone. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'll put it in its doom and like push it into a hole. Kill the vampire as we previously discussed. And then I'll figure out how to deal with the werewolf situation (laughs) when when that- Cross that bridge when we get to it. So you're- You like furries a bit, don't you? (laughs) Um- Uh, JD Munoz says meow meow meow. Okay. Uh who would win in a cage or this is K Money. Who would win in a cage match between Michael Myers and a grizzly bear? Grizzly bear. Oh, Mike. What? No way. Michael Myers dies like a hundred hard times. to kill Mike Myers. Yeah, well, but it's not like die, he cut, really. Well, okay, but a cage match like his knife is bigger than any tooth or claw. I just think the grizzly Title bear's drop. attack is too violent. I think it takes him out. Finally. Mm. But yeah, you're right. He is like kind of invincible. Uh, end of, okay. Evie Howard, end of the world. Would you rather zombies, robots, or aliens? End of the world. End of the world. Zombie. I don't want it to be robots. No zombies either. I, yeah, probably aliens. Aliens. I yeah. think. I think I'd pick zombies. Like I think a zombie apocalypse is the best apocalypse. Really? Yeah. You just kind of get to like like on a think personal your level. Life gets so bad. I'd say robots because maybe they, like robots are making food now. 
Maybe I could still get you McDonald's. Need you need to read I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. You it makes me that. not want it to be robots. Well, if I could still get McDonald's and stuff. But you can't, like with the zombie apocalypse, like I feel like the world still has resources and it's still like a beautiful not place. McDonald's. You just get to like shoot things sometimes. There might be McDonald's. <laughs> with zombies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with zombies? <laughs> um, all right, last one. Three Ring Jesse. What animal makes the best ghost? Animal makes the best ghost. Huh. I would say like a jellyfish. Ooh. It'd be fun oh. to have little jellyfish ghosts like they flying around souls, in your house. Because uh, I'm yeah. a brain. You don't know that. <laughs> um, well, what is, what is like a good ghost? Like what are the parameters? <laughs> or yeah, I don't know. I just think up. that'd be a beautiful one. Yeah. Mm, okay. No, I like that choice. I like the aquatic aspect, but I'm going to go shark. Just imagine oh, a yeah. shark ghost. Shark ghost would be cool. <laughs> there's probably a shark ghost movie like out there. Swimming not, through the air. Yeah, we should get on that if there's not one. Yeah. Mike? I was thinking uh, sugar glider. Okay. Hmm. Sure. Yeah, I like it. I don't know why <laughs> I was thinking that, but. All right. Well, thank you everyone for submitting those questions. We're going to do a couple more spooky episodes. We'll have more spooky questions. And let's go into conservation. As far as I can tell, this isn't a species that's in need of a lot of conservation. I think they're doing pretty well. I think they're pretty proliferant throughout their their be, ecosystems. Be doing um, better if they could make a web to catch stuff in. Yeah, I think they're doing okay with their strategy. Uh, I think their main threats are habitat destruction, just kind of losing habitat like a lot Brazil's of other animals. Brazil's got that really bad. Yeah, Stop but this is an animal that's like South America. Like with spiders, they can kind of figure out alternative habitat sure. so they're they're doing pretty well all right and then finally how much do we like this animal i think i like spiders i'm not like a huge spider person so i'm gonna say i'm gonna give brazilian wandering spiders i think if i saw one in the wild i'd be pretty excited so i'm gonna give them like a six how about this let's do like the we're doing claws rating yeah let's do it for like spiders specifically like do, do it, it overall but like what would their cloud rating be if it's only spiders how much do you spider. like them for a spider oh if we're for all to other spiders oh like, like how much yeah okay like compared yeah. to other spiders, so yeah compared like to them? other spiders i would say this is like a nine claw spider okay yeah and just for but animals, just in general six. they're a six okay. they're definitely unique it sounds i mean i don't know how many spiders are you know they'd pass up on the whole web experience or like can give people erections yeah um <laughs> But like, just I have a soft spot in my heart for spiders and snakes and stuff, just because like because they're like I have a hard spot for (laughs) spiders. Um, But it just it just seems like they're so overhated that I want to come to their defense a little bit. Yeah, we should call this episode "Die Hard," (laughs) but not come too much to their defense. (laughs) No, but they sound great. I like these spiders, and I'm gonna give them a nine. Compared okay. to all the others, spiders. Yeah, for spiders. All other spiders. What about overall? I'll give them an eight, seven. Okay. Let's go seven. I would. Okay. S- I'm going to say I'm going to go low. I'm going to go three overall, overall, and for spiders, I'm going to go four. Okay. I think they're impressive, and like I think that like it's cool that they exist, but like huge spiders. I just don't like as much as like small colorful spiders. Yeah, they do spiders. look like a lot of other. They look like wolf spiders. They look like huntsman spiders. They look they are like colorful. Of, yeah, they're cool. Just when they do their little dance, and their dance is awesome. Maybe yeah. I need to re 
reevaluate that. Okay. But right now I'm putting them at like six. No, it probably has to be like 842. Okay. All right. Pretty far down. All right. Well, thanks guys for listening. Uh, thank you to everyone who made it through this episode. A lot of erection talk in this one, but <laughs> uh, I think it's really interesting and like they are a spooky animal, but you know, just like every other animal that we talk about on this podcast, they've earned their right to live on our planet. They have like their important ecosystem players. They're like eat a lot of the stuff that makes us sick. They're just like, they're cool animals and they deserve to be around. And I think if you see a spider, do your best to treat it with respect. If it is one that's potentially dangerous and you have to kill it, I guess that's okay. And I do that myself with ones that are potentially dangerous, but otherwise remember that it's an animal that deserves to live. Don't flush them down the toilet. Yeah, you know. Put them outside. Right. Yeah. I will start right. doing that. Okay. I'm going to hold you to it. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Love you. Love you. Bye.